0: The so Republicans voted for me in the Senate to substitute its judgment for the people in picking a president. They are ready for someone to take the reins. We need more engagement in this public discourse and not less. Just listen. I think that's what I need to do is just really listen. What's up, Tennessee? Welcome to TriStar Talk. I'm Jeff Patterson here to give you the latest on politics in the TriStar state. If you haven't done so, don't forget to subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TriStar Talk. This will be somewhat of a short episode. I really just wanted to go over some of the legislation that the House will be considering next week when the Tennessee Assembly reconvenes and starts its summer session. It will begin on Tuesday, starting at 8 a.m., and the day will consist of different committee hearings, including the Higher Education Subcommittee, Curriculum Testing and Innovation Subcommittee, K-12 Subcommittee, Consumer Subcommittee, and the Judiciary Committee. Be on the lookout. The, The Tennessee Assembly will be getting back to work, but in the midst of an unprecedented health and economic crisis for the state, the House will not actually be considering any major steps to ensure that Tennesseans have more access to health care or that Tennesseans have more money in their pockets during this ongoing crisis. No, instead, they will be focusing on a broad range of issues. And I encourage you to look for yourself on the Assembly website. Check out the calendar. Look through all the bills that will be discussed. I went through all of them today, and here are a few that stood out. House Bill 2649 would prohibit a public institution or higher education from preventing a student-athlete from earning compensation as a result of the use of the student-athlete's name, image, or likeness. House Bill 2648, similarly, would prohibit a public institution of higher education from punishing a student-athlete based on a gift, benefit, or inducement given to the student-athlete or the student-athlete's family by a booster. Paying student athletes has been a major issue for a long time. I'm not that surprised that it gained traction here in Tennessee, but I am interested to see how this plays out, what the public debate looks like uh, around paying student athletes. I know that universities bring in massive amounts of revenue through their sports programs, and the student athletes themselves see none of the revenue they bring in for the school. House Bill 1572, a bill that the the Assembly, I guess, thought was more important than providing health care for people, would require elementary and secondary schools that receive public funding to ensure that student athletes participate in school-sanctioned sports based on the student's biological sex as indicated by the athlete's original birth certificate issued at birth. This bill prohibits a school from accepting revised or amended birth certificates for the purpose of athletic participation, a school that fails to comply with these requirements will be immediately ineligible to continue receiving state and local public funds. Under this bill, funding will be restored if the Department of Education and a court of competent jurisdiction finds that the school is in compliance with this bill. This bill requires that the appropriate district attorney file a civil suit against a state or local official who willfully and intentionally acts in a manner to impede this bill and establishes a civil penalty of up to $10,000. Additionally, if an official is found to have violated the bill, the official's office will be immediately vacated, and the official will be ineligible to hold public office or a position as a school administrator for five years. This bill provides that an official subject of this civil action be granted the same rights as a person charged with a criminal offense for the purposes of trial. And oh my God, there's just so many things about this that are absolutely insane. But the bill sponsor, State Rep Bruce Griffey, called it a proactive measure. He said it's meant to maintain fairness, specifically for female athletes. It's not intended to demean, degrade, or diminish anyone. It's just trying to maintain fairness. And that is complete bullshit. It's not about demeaning or degrading or diminishing anyone, but you are going to. Remove a school's funding, all public funding. If they let a transgender kid play soccer, and the school official that allows a kid to just play a sport will lose their position, be ineligible for public service for five years, and could receive a $10,000 fine. But this is about fairness? No, this is about forcing your beliefs, your ideas, of gender and sex, on everyone else, and literally doing it at the expense of an entire school. Again, just because someone wants to play for a particular sports team, that's it. And I'm not saying that there is an easy answer. Athletics, for a long time in this country, have been divided. Have been the rules have been based on gender. The way we orient our teams, the way we structure all of it is based on gender. And maybe that's the problem. I mean, honestly, if we're talking about fairness in sports, shouldn't the best players play on the team, regardless of gender? I was a student athlete in school and we had we had girls play on our team, on the boys team. Why? Because they were better. They wanted the competition, so they played on the boys team. Why is that? Why is that so wrong? They were better than some of the guys on the team, for sure. So why, why is that an issue? That is it because it works the reverse way? Because a transgender student who was male at birth would have an unfair advantage over female athletes. Okay. Is there a way that we need to rework the, the entire sports system to, to really maintain fairness? Because there are ways to do that. We can put smarter minds to the task of figuring out How we can be more fair to transgender athletes, not just female athletes, but let's not pretend like this is anything other than just pushing a conservative social agenda. Because why would you go to such great lengths to to punish educators? Why would you? Why would you include ten thousand dollar fines in bans on holding public office? I'll let you decide for yourselves. And I also don't want us to think that that this is one of the the most important issues for for people on the left. I know that a lot of people on the right like to make this transgender athlete thing, the, the, the crux of the entire ideology of the left. It's really not. And a lot of times on the left, we don't have the clearest answer for really how to deal with this, but neither does the right. Similarly house bill 2576 prohibits the provision of sexual identity change therapy to prepubescent minors. It prohibits the provision of sexual identity change therapy to minors who have entered puberty unless a parent or guardian has written recommendations for the therapy from at least three physicians. It punishes violations as child abuse and designates violations by healthcare professionals as professional misconduct. That's sponsored by John Reagan. again. These are just bills to curb the rights of transgender students, and it is based solely on outdated ideas on what gender and sexuality are. House Bill 2434 would delete the family life curriculum required for schools located in certain counties that only allow students to receive education on sexual risk avoidance through abstinence which, you know, is obviously not the right way to go about sex education. It, it creates so many problems and it has never, ever worked. But this new bill would require each LEA and public charter school that serves any of the grades kindergarten through 12 to provide students with medically accurate age appropriate sex education that teaches students about abstinence, contraception, consent and how to develop healthy relationships and communication skills. House Bill 0766 requires all school personnel to receive implicit bias in service training annually, requires students desiring a license to teach to also pass a course of implicit bias training. So this is really important as well. This was introduced by Harold Love and sponsored in the Senate by Senator Barry. And it, implicit bias refers to unconscious attitudes reactions, stereotypes, and categories that affect behavior and understanding. In higher education, implicit bias often refers to an unconscious racial or socioeconomic bias towards students, which can be as frequent as explicit bias. Instructors can hold assumptions about students' learning behaviors and their capability for for academic success, which are tied to students' identities and backgrounds. These assumptions that are made impede student growth. Instructors can consider a variety of strategies and benefits for revealing and addressing implicit bias, both in themselves and their students. For example, instructors may assume that certain students know to seek help when they are struggling, although students at higher risk for struggling academically are often less likely to seek help and support. Instructors may assume that students from certain backgrounds or social groups have differing intellectual abilities and or ambitions for example, an instructor might assume that a student from a certain background will be satisfied with lower achievement levels. Making sure that our educators are aware of the biases they hold and are taking steps to address that and recognize that so that they can treat students more fairly should be, should be a top priority for our education system. Because students will fall by the wayside and will be treated unfairly if we don't take these types of steps to address implicit bias in our education system. In the Tennessee Senate next week, they will not be going back to business as usual as the House appears to be. They will be holding a hearing. It'll be an overview of COVID-19 related funding with Commissioner Butch Ellie from the Department of Finance and Administration. And I think that makes sense. That's what the legislature should be doing right now. They should be using this time to address the specific problems that coronavirus has created. There's not a single thing on the agenda in the House that deals with coronavirus or healthcare or the economic devastation that the state is facing right now. Just the issues that they wanna deal with, which, you know, just includes discriminating against transgender students. I'd like to hear more from you, And I want us to follow along this legislative session together. If there's anything that I miss or any information that I I need to be aware of, please just reach out and let me know. Hopefully we can work together. Hopefully our voice can carry and we can influence what's going on in the assembly and we can make sure that they are acting in the best interest of all Tennesseans. That's it for the show today. Thanks so much for listening. If you haven't yet, don't forget to subscribe. And also don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Tristar Talk. I'm Jeff Patterson. Thanks for listening.